to Get You Fit Radio with your host, Irene Cook, the radio show that keeps you healthy and helps you lead a healthy lifestyle. You've been good all week until a moment of weakness during Thursday happy hour when you get a little too chummy with a tower of nachos and queso dip. After that, it's a caloric catastrophe. Friday's planned salad lunch seems pointless, so you indulge in a burger and fries. And why not splurge on a slice of birthday cake in the break room if you're back to work? Sound familiar? It's known as the all-or-nothing approach. This self-defeating mindset usually leaves a trail of broken resolutions in its wake. You might start off oozing motivation to stick to a strict diet, find time to exercise each every day and stick to this like nothing you've stuck to before, but soon enough, one little slip and you're down. Burnout, injury, and full frustration. Uh, If this sounds familiar to you, it's called all or nothing thinking. Uh, Your life is either wonderful or it's terrible. Something is either right or it's wrong. Um, These examples of all or nothing thinking are also known as black or white thinking. And it is a form of perfectionism, Um, usually comes tied in with uh, high anxiety um, or low low self-esteem or low self-worth. Well, in my business of nutrition and, and helping people lose weight. This does not help uh, the situation. And it usually is the nemesis for a lot of people. Um, if you're an all or nothing person, and uh, it, it is, it's an advantage to you to be all or nothing with certain things in your, in your life, such as your business or your parenthood, um, the way you keep your house situated or the way you pay your bills, that's great. But when it comes to weight loss, this will take you down. Um, You're either successful or you're worthless. You're smart or you're brainless. You're a writer or you're an artist. Um, Your life is wonderful, again, or it's terrible. Something is super or it's awful. Um, There is no gray area in between. And so this kind of thinking can manifest in all sorts of circumstances. Uh, It is often how people define themselves, their values, and their beliefs. So today's show is going to be about how an all-or-nothing person 
or someone that exhibits these behaviors with diet, exercise, and lifestyle can change these things to help them finally find success with this type of lifestyle. Um, I can go on for hours and hours, days and days, about uh, people that I've worked with over time that have not been able to be successful because of this type of thinking. Um, I, I think back to all of the thousands of people that I've helped over the years, and many of them, and some of you might be listening, um, were unsuccessful on the first try or the second try, and it is because you were not able to self-forgive upon slipping and falling. Um, I came up with an analogy a while ago that I think defines this um, perfectly. If you are trucking along and you slip, you should be able to get up, wipe the dust off your knees, and keep on trucking along. People that have all or nothing syndrome slip and they can't self-forgive. They stay down. They beat themselves up for this minor little mistake and they stay down. Um, Oftentimes when they stay down, uh, they fall into a depression. Um, While they're down, they, they spend all of their time thinking about all of the things that they've ever done wrong. So all this bottled up uh, anxiety um, comes out and leads to more depression. And uh, their their level of self-worth then decreases, making it harder for them to get up. So this is something that actually can be worked on. This is a cognitive issue. Um, It has nothing to do with dieting itself. Um, So once you figure out this thinking, um, you can actually find a lot of success in weight loss, um, in the way you eat, in the way you make food decisions, and even in the way that you start to enjoy um, your relationship with food and even your relationship with exercise. So I'm going to give you some, some scenarios here. Okay, because I'm sure they're all scenarios that uh, you've had. And the reason that I'm giving you these scenarios is for you to uh, have an idea or to bring some representation to what it is like to experience this all or nothing syndrome um, in your life. Okay, so I've worked with uh, hundreds, thousands um, of near professional dieting women and men um, over the years. And when I say professional dieters, I mean people that have dieted over and over, um, have been unsuccessful, uh, have destroyed their metabolism, have destroyed their self-worth and their self-esteem even more, and have continued to get back to that start line and start again. Um, I am a professional dieter. I know that um, those of you that have read my book have read uh, about all of my unsuccessful attempts at dieting. And this reason here was the number one reason 
why I was unable to get it right. Um, and once I figured this out, uh, the rest came pretty easy. So this is all or nothing eating scenario number one. It's lunchtime. You're meeting a friend for lunch at the local cafe. Earlier in the day, you had a nourishing breakfast, and now you are set on ordering a salad with an apple instead of bread, of course. Your order comes, and there's a warm baguette perched between the lettuce leaves. You shrug it off, and you are determined not to eat it. But as the conversation lasts between you and your bountiful salad, you start picking at the bread. Before you know it, it's gone. Slowly but surely, as you picked at it, you added butter to it. Your diet day is ruined and you decide to eat whatever you want and start again tomorrow. Scenario one, if that sounds at all familiar, give yourself one point. Here's all or nothing scenario two. You are feeling great about your health and fitness efforts. You are getting stronger and your clothes are fitting better. It's Monday morning and you weigh in. You step on the scale feeling amazing. Much to your horror, you have gained weight. Not much, but you are up a few ounces. This news crushes you and you spend the rest of the week veering off course because surely all of your hard work does not matter. Scenario two. If you can relate to that, give yourself another point. And here is all or nothing eating scenario three. It was a hectic day and you hardly had any time to eat. Well, there was the banana you grabbed on your way out the door and you did manage to find a granola bar in the bottom of your purse. However, if um, you believe that your day was not perfect because the banana and the granola bar was not considered a perfect day. So you ended up ordering fast food with your coworkers. Although your calories were up to par, you can't forgive yourself for not eating on plan. So you plan on being off task and ordering pizza for dinner. At that point, you've made the decision that the rest of the week is going to be off plan. So if you can relate to scenario number three, give yourself another point. All right, so the purpose of this activity was to get you to realize that um, I think we all do this. Um, we, we control our diet. Um, because we don't reach our weight loss goals the way that we want. And so the point of this activity is to get you to realize that people 
who start a weight loss plan um, mentally set ourselves up for failure. And we do this because we set our goals too high. And so the purpose of, of my rant here is to get you to reset your thinking and create a new checklist for you to erase this all or nothing thinking. So here is how we are going to do that. First things first, you need to separate your self-worth from performance. There is a difference between how you view yourself with how your performance outtakes. For example, your, your view of yourself should have absolutely nothing to do with your slips and your slides. So if you happen to eat the baguette, um, that should not be a reflection on how you feel about yourself. So instead of spending the rest of the day beating yourself up and telling yourself um, all of the things that you did wrong, what you should do is focus on the fact that you stayed on plan all week long and that you only slipped on Thursday. It's, it's, it's the way you view things. Um, looking at that week, um, the scenario number one, um, you, you, you ate good Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all the way until you had that baguette. Um, people that do this need to make it more concrete. Uh, viewing this in a, in a food log would get somebody to see that uh, 99% of that week was perfection. And so separating the self-worth from the one little slip would make it more concrete to them. Another thing that you could do is um, use the word and instead of the word or. So instead of saying I am a good person or I am a bad person, you could say I have a lot of good qualities or I do a lot of good things. So, so in that scenario, you could say I had a great week. I had some wonderful things, but in this week, there were some things that were difficult. Um, you know, the way that we frame things in our brain really does make a difference. So leaving that restaurant, that person would um, not feel negative about themselves. They would feel positive. And I know this sounds like a really deep, 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 far-fetched thought. But if you pull up the negatives, you're only going to see the negatives. So I ate the two cookies and I broke my diet. Sounds a lot more negative than I've stayed on my diet all week and I only had two cookies. Do you see the difference? There is an enormous difference. And those clients of mine who I have been able to teach how to change the way they think about their perception of, of their mistakes have been able to successfully uh, accomplish this. So if you're just joining us, uh, I'm talking about all or nothing syndrome and how this could be your single most uh, destroying quality of weight loss. 
Um, the beauty of expanding all or nothing thinking is that you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to do something 100% of the time. No one told you that you had to do something 100% of the time. Things aren't going to go right all of the time. And when you think that they're going to be right all of the time, you are signing yourself up for disaster. So my next tip is consider all of your options. Um, when you're using all or nothing thinking, you might be making decisions um, without all the information. Um, for example, my son will play either basketball or soccer. That's very limiting. Okay. So you're not going to raise your children with those two limitations. Um, so you're not going to go into um, the day saying, I am going to eat these four things or, or what, or you quit the diet completely. And I think that's what a lot of people do. So you need to have those backups. And, and if the backup is something that is acceptable, then your brain and your logic, your logical sense will accept it. So you need to recognize your strengths and you need to recognize that um, sometimes when you set yourself up uh, with things that are too restrictive, you're not going to be able to do it. With dieting, we set ourselves up with things that are very, very restrictive. Um, I'm about to start a new meal program. I know when I send out these meal plans to people, um, you know, I'm, I'm sending them out to people that are used to eating whatever they want. And even though my meal plans are amazing and the foods are delicious, I'm basically taking a non-swimmer and I'm throwing them into Lake Michigan and I'm expecting them to swim across the lake um, with, with no tools whatsoever. So I need to set them up with safety stations. Um, they need to know that when they're jumping in that water, that they are going to, they're going to need safety stations. They're going to need um, help. They're going to need resources, and they're absolutely going to need to to swim to shore. Um, if you try to swim across the lake uh, without any of that stuff, you are going to quit. You're going to have to call for help, and the little boat's going to come get you, and you're gonna you're going to have to start over. Um, and this is exactly what happens uh, to people. And when that boat comes, uh, people focus on their faults. They dwell on the self-defeating thoughts and everything they did wrong. And it takes them a long time to get back on, uh, get back in that water. So instead, instead, when you get in the water, you have to recognize your strengths. You're going to know when you get in that water, all of the things you're going to do right. You're going to know it when you get in that water, all the things that are going to be hard for you. So for example, when you start a new meal plan and you know that at three o'clock you get the munchies, you know that's going to happen and you know that when it does, you have to self-forgive. It's a given. Um, have, have things ready, um, work on strategies, and when it happens, you don't quit. Um, you need to find positives in situations. So, so when you make it through the entire day or the entire week, um, you need to celebrate that. So don't only um, 
beat yourself up for all the things that you do wrong. You need to focus on the things that you do right. Um, another thing that I find all or nothing people do is they set the schedule for themselves. For example, exercise. Um, they they limit themselves and they don't give themselves uh, any other modifications or options. So for example, someone might say, I'm going to work out five days a week. And if they don't make it five days, they quit. So for example, five days means that they would have to at least start uh, their workout Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday to get in the five. Um, I have clients that set these strict restrictions up. And if they don't get a workout in by Tuesday, they know they're not going to get their workouts in. So then they blow off the whole rest of the week. So my suggestion to that would be, if you're going to set your goal for five workouts a week, set it like this instead. Say you're going to do five workouts a week or get five walks in. Five workouts or walks. So this way, if it's Tuesday and you know you're not going to get that workout in, then you can go for a walk instead. And that will count as a workout. Instead of you then justifying it as a fail and then doing nothing. Um, instead of, of making it five workouts a week, how about setting yourself what three to five workouts a week. Um, all or nothing people need to give themselves that range um, because otherwise um, the strictness of their perfectionism will take over. Um, people with this type of personality start over. You have to go into this saying that you are not going to start over. Um, just like parenthood. Um, you can't send the baby back when it comes home from the hospital. Um, I use this analogy all the time. You've probably heard me say this. Uh, when things go wrong with the newborn, you you have to figure it out. Um, you have to come up with modifications. Um, when you slip, you have to get up and figure it out. And this is how life is. Um, with dieting, people slip and they stay down. Um, instead of taking things away uh, that you enjoy, um, many overzealous dieters swear off all um, of their favorite foods. Um, I know, I know this seems smart, but feelings of self-deprivation is very, very frustrating. So instead of struggling to remove foods from your diet, how about um, how about adding things to your diet? For example, if you really, really, really want to start incorporating cottage cheese into your diet and you want to start incorporating a healthy protein shake into your diet, uh, add those in slowly each week instead of creating this crazy schedule of throwing it in all at once. Uh, same thing goes with exercise. How about adding a workout in each week, once a week, and then maybe twice a week? So you have to kind of 
flip the way that you do things. This is again a, a cognitive issue. Um, it's it's definitely uh, tailored to your brain and how your brain thinks. It's not uh, something that has to do with food and and your food choices. Um, it is like I said earlier, um, a, a personality trait um, that is definitely something that um, can be fixed. Um, if you've tried implementing these tips and you're still not seeing things, um, you definitely should look into working with a uh, health coach or nutritionist that can help bring things to a gray focus. Um, the all or nothing mentality is just that. It's a mentality. Uh, only you can control how you think about your diet and your exercise plan. And with a few subtle adjustments, you can train your brain to celebrate the small victories. Forgive yourself for the missteps and view setbacks as manageable bumps along the way to pave path the way to success. Um, one of my favorite analogies, and I'll leave you with this, is um, I often say this to my all or nothing people. If you're taking a road trip and uh, you're, you're in Chicago and you pack up the car and you spend days and days and days, weeks, in fact, planning this trip and you, you pack it up perfectly with all the things you need and your entire family is in the car, you're trucking along. And your car suffers some mechanical issue in Tennessee. Would you stop there and leave the car there and fly home and, and have somebody ship the car back with all of your belongings and, and take the trip another year? Or would you call somebody, get it fixed, and continue on to your trip to Florida? logically makes sense to fix the car and continue on to your trip. Otherwise, you're starting over every single time. And the likelihood of you finishing decreases every time you have to start over. So slip, fall, wipe up those knees, get back up, get stronger, and learn from each mistake. So I hope you've learned. All or nothing, not the way to be. Enjoy your day. I'm talking here and now. I'm talking here and now. It's not about what you've done, it's about what